Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Welcome to The Thriving Solopreneur, and I cannot tell you how awesome it is, our guest this week. So this is Janine Bolin, and I love my job because I get to interview some of the most amazing business people and amazing solopreneurs who are out there spreading their message, doing what they can to make the planet just a little bit nicer step at a time. And I love the fact that I'm in media where I can bring these incredible folks who work tirelessly, it seems, to share with people a message of hope and their spirituality, and not only their spirituality, but also their ability to help you move through life as a profitable business owner. So today's guest is Kim Glass, and she is the author of Unshakable Courage, basically face reality, release your fears, and live with power. And as a business owner, we all could use a little less fear and a lot more feelings of powerfulness. In addition to her 20 years of corporate experience and expertise, where she supported over 3,500 employees in various aspects, Kim has built a seven-figure entrepreneurial business. Initially, it was started during her lunch hour, and basically she has built and connected with multiple communities by now. Created from her professional and personal experiences, she delivers three growth systems proven to give success to others, such as unshakable courage, soft skills strategies for bottom line results, and take your business and voice from whisper to roar, which, you know, doesn't hurt anybody. Her Unshakable Courage book is on the national speaking and book tour kicked off in Washington, D.C. at a CBS studio in October of 2019. Kim is excited to share her true story of her escape from a religious cult and vital message that gives others freedom because nobody should live in fear. Kim has selected from 250 applicants to share her break free from generational patterns to create your own unlimited future idea at the TEDx Matlock Road event. Her presentation is now featured on the TED, the YouTube channel, where it is selected as an idea worth sharing. In addition to her own book, Kim is featured in the best-selling books of How Entrepreneurs Leap and Find Success, One Habit of Women Action Takers. Expert series from the Harvard Club of Boston, Momentum, 13 Lessons from Action Takers Who Changed the World. And in Momentum, Kim is featured alongside Frank Shankwitz, a founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation, Brian Smith, founder of Uggs, Ron Klein, inventor of the credit card magnetic strip, and more. She has been featured on numerous podcasts and in professional performance and inspiring lives magazines. Kim has been recognized as a finalist for Women in Technology, Best Business Connector, and an honoree and award recipient for the International Association of Women. She enjoys partnering and helping others in the areas of consulting, publishing, speaking, workshops, and retreats. 
As a natural connector, Kim is always passionate to learn more about you, your business, and how she can best support you. So Kim, thank you so much for being here and being on this podcast show, Helping Thriving Solopreneurs. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Janine. Yeah, I'm really glad our paths crossed. And and the biggest thing, of course, is I'm, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. Survived a spiritualist cult? Oh, my gosh. How about we talk just a little bit about that? Because, you know, yeah, we're going to talk about business and how you get over your fear and blah, blah, blah. Chick, you escaped. Talk to us a little bit about that and how you turn that into the, your message of brave. Yes, um, that is true. I, I know what it feels like to live in fear. And a lot of that came from my upbringing. Uh, like you mentioned, being born and raised in a religious cult. And not only that, I was fourth generation. So a pattern that I knew very well, and yet lived with so much fear, because it's what I knew. And so um, I was born and raised in this cult um, and was in it for 35 years. And I remember the time in the supermarket parking lot when I was 17 and the cult leader had me in the car with her and my mom, who I had been moved out of my home, came walking out and the cult leader was taunting her that I was in the car with her and rode down the window so that my mom could visibly see me. And my mom started screaming words that I had never heard come out of her mouth. And quickly the cult leader rushed us out of that supermarket parking lot. And 15 years later, that same exact pattern started happening to me with my family and with my own daughter. And at that point, enough was enough. I knew that I could not allow this generational pattern that my family had suffered for to pass one more generation. And that breaking of the cycle is one of those things that happens a lot for people who are trying to improve their circumstances. Like if you've always lived in a very impoverished way, trying to build your own business may seem absolutely impossible because of your generational mindset. So um, I just wanted you to share just a little bit about that experience of breaking out of that cult, because not an easy thing to do at 35. And a, a lot of times women will tolerate a lot, but then you start messing with their children. And that brings about a whole different set of not only experiences, but choices that actually surprise you. That mother bear, that mama bear comes out and you're like, oh, this is done. The cubs, we're going to protect them. So when it comes to helping people move out of those fear factors, if you will, that are generational, what do you recommend as like a good starting point? Okay, it's uh, we'll set up the environment. It's 2 a.m. I have woken up in the middle. I am in debt as a business owner. I'm sweating bullets because I don't know where the next bit of cash flow is going to come from. What are some things that you would recommend that you do to help calm that poor business owner down? Because, <laughs> yes, I have been there, <laughs> you know, where I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to feed my family and pay my mortgage. So I'd love to hear your advice on such things. 
Yes. And it's so true. You know, we go through these growth spurts, kind of like what you do when you're a child, you know, you're going through a growth spurt and all of a sudden you shoot up a few inches. And yet as a business owner, those things still happen to us, but it's more on the awareness and the emotional level. And I will tell you, yes, it took me 35 years to actually click my heels and walk away from that. But I had what I call whispers of information that came to me at different points. And just for instance, my final wake up call, and it was not my first wake up call, but my final wake up call was 9-11. As I saw what was happening on TV, at that exact moment, I thought life is too short to live in this much fear. I must do something different or nothing's going to change. And if I don't change this behavior and keep, if I keep allowing this, then it is going to pass to the next generation. And so as a business owner, those things that keep you up at night, for me, I had to really train myself to stay in the present moment. And by doing that, I could only focus on the things that I could control at that moment. So what is it about your business that you have control of outside of the fear that you may be feeling that is a bigger focus toward your goal instead of the worry, the doubt, the fear that's keeping you up at 2 a.m. in the morning? That's a very good point. And uh, you and I have talked before about how important vision boards are. You know, whether yeah. you, no matter how you put your vision up, it is important to have pictures to help you emote so you can walk yourself literally, emotionally past those, uh, those frightening points of, of fear. So when you're walking somebody through their fear, what, whatever it happens to be, you have this little, uh, uh, anagram or whatever of brave, you know, you, you talk about brave a lot and it ties in beautifully with your book on courage. So if you don't mind walking us through a little bit of your systems on that, I think that would really help a lot of people out as, as they, uh, you know, scroll to Amazon to buy your book, Unshakable Courage. (laughs) Go ahead. Yes. So the first piece that I had to come to grips with, with myself is I had to get brave. And so the B, if you take the word brave, the B is I had to believe in myself first and foremost. I could not allow the opinions of other people and what they wanted to put on me to rule and control my life above my belief in myself. The R is for roadmap. What steps can I take right now or in the near future? What, is, what are the pieces of that roadmap that I can take that will move me away from fear and get really clear on what are those steps that you can take as a business owner? What do you need to be doing? How many reach outs do you need to do today? How many follow-ups do you need to do today? Who needs to know you? who is a good referral, who is a good um, uh, connection for your business. All those pieces of the roadmap are critical as a business owner as well. A is abilities. I had to believe in my own abilities. You know, I had 
over 35 years, right, of some of my own abilities. And yet there were also new abilities that I needed to learn along the way. And um, they weren't all defined at one time. I had to get into the roadmap and start taking action and start taking the steps toward my goal for those new abilities to really start showing themselves to me. And then at that time, I was able to take that next small step. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, we want to take that biggest leap ever because we're here and we want to be there. But there is so much in the small steps that we take. And we may feel like we're taking three or four steps forward and then we're being pulled back six steps. But I can assure you, once you get on the roadmap, that those abilities will start opening up and showing themselves to you. And from that, there's so much empowerment to keep you going, to keep you motivated, and more especially to keep you consistent toward your goal. The V is the view. The only view is to focus on your goal. What is that goal for your business? What is that goal for your life? Hey, what is that goal outside of all this fear that's entertaining your mind and holding you back? Because that's what your big focus is on. I don't think anyone on purpose surely looks at, oh my gosh, look at this fear. I want to sit here with it all day long. And yet we get stuck in it because it becomes our focal point. And so what is the view you're looking at today? What is that goal for your business? Where do you want to be in the next year? three years and five years. So V is for view. And then the critical piece I believe is expectations. E is for expectations. You have to truly forget about everyone else's expectations for you, for your life, and even for your business and focus on the expectations that you have. And remember if those people aren't doing what your, go- what your goal is for your business, their opinions are coming from a different place than where you're road mapping yourself to. So I think it's very uh, important that the opinions of other people, even if it's our friends and closest family members, you know, we talk about, you know, your family's going to hug you, your friends are going to cheer you on, and yet they have no clue and no idea what your goal is. And so they have a different perspective. And I think it's important that we focus on the expectations that we have and get in touch with those people that are doing something similar or that are so far ahead of where you want to be so that that becomes um, kind of your, um, your view on what you're focusing on as you're building your business. So I'd like to to go back to the B at the at the beginning of the brave where you're talking about really sit with yourself and chat you know and be courageous for yourself be brave for yourself because I know there are many times that as a entrepreneur or solopreneur you feel very much alone it is really tough to keep sitting at the desk day after day, Zoom call after Zoom call, uh, just trying to make things happen for yourself. So what are some tips that you can give people on 
how to manage the locus of control. You hear about that a lot in psychology, that as long as you're thinking about what you have to offer from an internal view, you're fine. But as soon as you start to hopefully, as soon as you start looking outside of yourself for affirmation, acknowledgement, all that kind of stuff, that's where things go awry. Now, you and I talked about this, but I would love to know more about your particular perspective on how you kind of navigate that bumpy trail. I mean, some days it can be a little bumpy on that one. So true. Um, From my perspective, the be and the believe in yourself, the reason that is so critical is that's what I believe is the foundation of where your confidence lies. And if you're not building your confidence every single day, or you're not tuning into things, whether it's music, a podcast, um, listening to uh, something that motivates you and keeps your confidence level up, you know, it could even be a different way that you comb your hair. You know, what is that thing that brings you confidence today, even if you don't wake up feeling it? you can tap into it. And so I think the B is so important because it is the foundation that all of these other things are built on. If you have confidence in yourself, you can push through doubt, fear, uh, being stuck. A lot of those things, I believe, hinge around that confidence. And if you're looking for someone's opinion or someone's view or only to be liked by other people, it does hamper your confidence. So I think it's very important that your foundation is stable and that as you go, you can build upon that. Thanks for qualifying some of that for us because we hear that a lot of be confident in yourself or believe in yourself. And I really like to get pretty specific on that because we hear a lot of general terms, not only in the media, but on interviews like this. And and people are doing their best to transmit information that they think will be helpful. But a lot of times we get stuck on these generalities. And unless we really drill down on what we're describing, and it basically comes down to... I may not win all the time, but I know I'm a winner. You know, it's kind of that mentality. And that can be a little upsetting to people because it almost sounds like it's arrogant. And I I encourage people, you need to be more selfish. You need to be more selfish and follow what works for you, even if nobody else thinks it will work. Do you want to talk a little bit about that very good quality of selfishness, even though a lot of times we're taught the exact opposite? That is so true. You know, growing up in my incident, you know, um, it was always somebody else's belief in you. And sometimes even as a business owner, other people's opinions, we start taking those things on. And oftentimes, you know, I always tell people, you know, you just want to be on the road. It's really good if you're in the middle of the road, but if someone's opinion is pushing you off the road into the ditch, it's probably not a good thing, right? So if you're at least on the road and you have that confidence, um, there is a, once you have that, and I will tell you, I didn't have that for a lot of years in that one area of my life, but I thrived in my corporate work because it was something that I knew myself. I knew myself in that environment and I knew that I had initiative and I knew that I wanted to help other people in my work. And so that became my passion. 
And so whatever that thing is, even if you're, you know, in my case, I was born and raised in a religious cult. And yet I started out as a $10 an hour secretary and broke through the glass ceiling because I had ownership and I took self ownership in that area of my life. And so, um, you know, we often talk about peeling the onion back, you know, and the purpose of peeling that onion back is so that it strips away everybody else's expectation, everybody else's story, whether it's really their story or you've just interpreted it, right? And so what happens is once you pull that onion away, you get to the core of that. I often tell people, you know, once you know yourself, it's kind of like a tree that's planted by the water at the lake and it's rooted so deep down that there is nothing that will shake that tree because it knows what it knows, what it knows, what it knows, and it can't be moved. And so for me, it's that same thing. When you know without a doubt who you are, what your great intentions are, and how you want to help other people, you stand on that and not ever be shaken from it. And if you can get to that point as a business leader, even through all the ups and downs and whatever is going on in the environment, in the world, whatever is swirling around, if you can hold on to the belief that you know is yourself and what your goal and your mission is, you cannot be moved or shaken from that. You may have to pivot, you may have to shift, you may have to go a little different direction for a little while, but you know who you are. And to me, there's nothing so important as that because it will sustain you through any change in your business. And one of the favorite stories I enjoyed reading, I, I read a lot of business books, uh, especially about people who took, you know, the ragged, rags to riches type stories. I was fascinated with those because in America, I don't think a lot of people understand just how novel this country is in that you do have the ability to do that if you if you so desire. So I would read a lot of these stories. One of the things that I noticed over and over, there were certain patterns. And one of them was when the individual who I was reading about would break away from their coaches, their mentors, their their societal influences, and they would actually break away from all that advice and they would go and do something that was considered wild, crazy, or just downright irresponsible by either family, friends, coach, what have you, mentor. And that was the thing that was their identity and that moved them forward. Do you have a similar part? Because you move from $10 an hour as a secretary <laughs> and you are now running an over a six-figure business for yourself. And I know that did not happen overnight. So I know that there were times, probably many times, where you had to totally break away from everything you've been taught as the correct road and you had to follow your happiness factor, just so to speak. So would you like to embellish a little bit on that? Sure. And that all, that is so true. And it also goes back to the roadmap, you know, whatever that thing is that you're doing in your business, it's your passion, right? We hope that it's your passion because 
that's what you're sharing with other people. That's how you're engaging with prospects. That's how you're winning customers. That's how you're getting your repeat customers. And when you have the belief, not only in yourself, but in your business, it's kind of like, um, it's a great two-sided sword, so to speak, because you know who you are, you know what your business is and how you help other people. And in my case, um, both times, you know, I, I'm such a life learner of self-leadership because that's something I can own outside of anybody else's opinion. I want to do my best work. I want to help as many people as I can. And so um, just echoing what you were saying about um, building a seven figure business, you know, that was, um, that was something I'm an experienced learner. Number one, I can do the book and the test and that's all great and fine, but give me good old fashioned on the job training. That's how I started out as a $10 an hour secretary started taking classes. And to me for myself, that's how I learn. I want to experience that. And along with all that experience, it opens up all the senses, you know, all the senses, all the five senses that we have. Um, to me, that comes through your experience. And so, you know, when I think about how I started this seven figure business, you know, I had a goal and my goal was to help other people in this specific business. Um, helping them in their health and wellness. So I've been a connector for a lot of years. I have facilitated networking events. I was the go-to person for the executives in my corporate office to all the chamber events. And I've always built community just naturally. As a matter of fact, I just thought everybody did that for so many years until people started saying, I don't know how you do that. Or, oh my gosh, how do you know this people? And for some kind of way or reason, I've been able to not only keep a database of connections, but a really mental Rolodex so I could help other people. And so when you talk about building a seven figure business, you know, that was something that was a subset of my initial business. And yet they kind of worked hand in hand. So when I first started, you know, I was an experience to this product or service. And then people started seeing me visible on social media. They started seeing me out networking and they were like, what, what all are you doing? Right. Because as a business owner, you know, most days we're not just doing one thing, you know, we're doing multiple things. And so how do you keep that all integrated with who you are? And um, I know that anything that I have done in my work first stems from who I am. And so what I did when I started out on this subset um, business is I said, you know what, I'm pretty loaded already during the day, but I'm going to schedule only my lunch hour Monday through Friday, and I'm going to see how I can grow this business. And literally, this is what I did. On my lunch hour, I drove down to the local restaurant parking lot. I had my laptop with me. They had free Wi-Fi that I was able to access sitting in my car. 
And that is how I started reaching out to people, catching up with my friends, talking to my family, uh, being involved in networking uh, that I had done for so many years, and just taking that first step. And I'll often say, once you make a decision, things just start opening up. Like, I can't explain it. I just know for me, it's happened. And once I made that decision, every single day on my lunch hour, regardless of what's going on Monday through Friday, I'm walking out of my home office. I am driving my car. I'm going down the street two blocks to the restaurant. I'm going to sit in their parking lot where I can log on to their Wi-Fi. And I'm going to start reaching out to people. And within six months, I had built that to a seven-figure business. And I was actually able to walk away from a client that really was not in alignment with the things that I loved for my business. And although it was on great terms and that sort of thing, I was able to make a decision that I had gotten that client as far as I could. And I was able to take on this other bigger project that was really in tune with what I love to do and what I'm most passionate about. And so, um, yeah, start, starting a business like that, when you can make a decision and also get clarity, clear enough, you know, sometimes we struggle with getting clarity on what to make a decision. And um, sometimes we have six or eight things going at a time that we're trying to get clarity for to make a decision. But that's exactly how that business started. And, um, you know, that was almost seven years ago, and it's still thriving like crazy. And, um, and it wasn't even initially one of my service offerings. It just, um, it just happened from, again, having a great experience and knowing so many other people could benefit from it. I agree. I have several businesses like yourself and one of my subsets that I only could work on on Saturdays from eight to noon. Uh, I was shocked. You know, it went along for almost 18 months before any action happened with it. And I was okay with that because I was having fun. And that's the other thing. If I'm not having fun, I don't do it. You and I've talked about this. You're the same. You're very similar. If I don't have my happiness factor, it's not going to happen. Right. And uh, exactly. that, that occurred. Right. <laughs> So I would love to talk to you more. We're going to have to have you back on the show, and I'm sure we will. Uh, but I'd like you to share with the viewers, where can they go so that they can kind of connect with you, see your videos, get to learn more about you? Yes. Yeah, so I am at KimGlass.com is my website, and I spell my name a little bit different. It's Kim, Y is in yellow, M glass as a drinking glass.com. And that is my website. I'm also out on LinkedIn as Kim Glass. Uh, I am on Instagram as Kim underscore glass, as well as Facebook, and would love to connect with you out there as well, learn a little bit more about you and how I can uh, help and support you as well. So thanks so much for taking time with us today, because I know you were one busy woman, and I am grateful that you were able to <laughs> 
give us at least 30 minutes of your time today. I appreciate the work that you have done, not only with your writing, but also the services that you provide. And for those of you that are listening, stay tuned. We'll have Kim back in a couple of months. I'll let you guys know when that's going to occur. Feel free to reach out to her on LinkedIn. She is very good at connecting on her social media. And if you want, stop by her website at kimglass.com. And this is Janine Bolin with The Thriving Solopreneur. And I want you to keep your feet firmly grounded on Mother Earth. And don't stop reaching for those stars. Thank you for listening to The Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at janinebolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, the8gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day, and see you next time.